Hey everybody, you're listening to the Clearer Thinking Podcast from Grace Valley Church in Dundas. I'm your host, Paul Vandenbrink, the lead pastor of Grace Valley Church. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, everybody, I am out of quarantine this week, and so is my family. Two weeks we've been stuck on the property. We have had no meaningful contact with anyone outside of our direct family for the last two weeks. Now, our son is fine, and we praise the Lord for that. And nobody else in the family tested positive during our isolation, so we praise the Lord for that as well. And we are finally free! Uh, I can finally go for a walk or get my own groceries or go back to the office, which I really look forward to doing because, uh, you know, six people cooped up in our house for two weeks straight makes you a little stir crazy. (laughs) And, you know, uh, quarantine has been a bit of a test of our family's patience. I think we handled it pretty well, all things considered, but we definitely did have our moments. And actually, if I'm honest, I think that the person who struggled the most with it was probably me. Uh, Let me tell you about Sunday. On Sunday, I found myself very agitated. I was restless. Little things irritated me. I was impatient with the people around me. I don't know if any of you get like this, but this is definitely a pattern for me. I've noticed it in myself. Um, There's always things about your life that you're not really happy with, you know? Like, nobody is getting the life they really want. And that doesn't mean you're getting a bad life. Not at all. It's just an acknowledgement that nothing's perfect. That's all I'm saying. And most of the time, you know this, and you're okay with it. You can handle it. And so you let things that are happening around you in your home that you don't like, you just kind of let them go. Maybe the kids do things that you're not crazy about, or maybe they don't do things that you wish they did. But hey, you know, that's life. And so you kind of let it go. But those things, they dig at you a bit. They irritate you a bit. It's like, it's kind of like walking with a very small pebble in your winter boots. You know, winter boots are always a pain to get on, right? You got to pull them on and then you got to lace them up and everything and tie them up right and everything. And you go outside and you're walking in the snow and then you feel this really small pebble in there and it it kind of irritates you. But hey, you put up with it because it's a pain to go back inside, take off the boots, remove the pebble, put the boots back on, lace them up again and go back outside. So it's there... And it's an irritant that you just put up with. But every now and then, something happens to you. You lose your patience. So this is, this is what I mean about things uh, at home, in your home, that are happening differently than you would like them. They, they operate like that irritating little pebble, right? Okay, so, so every now and then, something happens to you. And you lose patience, and you kind of get fed up. And so... Somebody does one of those things uh, that you've said nothing or very little about for a really long time. You haven't said anything about it. And then all of a sudden you're like, that's it. 
we're making changes around here. And you start talking about all the things that are going to change and you start barking orders at, at the family and you're going to whip this family into shape. and You're going to stop all the bad habits and all that stuff that's going on. And sometimes you kind of go after everybody in the house and sometimes maybe you just sort of take it out on one person in particular. But every, in either case, you get very upset and you're angry and frustrated and you kind of go off. <laughs> and everybody in the house is thinking, what is wrong with them? What is up with that? Well, that's a little bit of what happened to me on Sunday. <laughs> now... Why on earth am I telling you about this? Well, I just want you to know that your pastor has got his problems just like all of you do. So you can feel free to share your dirty laundry with me and we can commiserate together. No, that's not all it is. It does have something to do with something. I'm, I'm getting there. Stick with me. So I had to do some diagnosis of what was going on. And I'm not so smart and I'm not very good at self-diagnosis at times. And so thankfully I had Jessica there <laughs> to help point out my flaws. No, uh, I had her there to help me figure out what was going on inside me at the time. And here's what I realized. My irritation, my agitation really had very little to do with what my family was doing or not doing, but it had everything to do with me being tired of being cooped up in our house and all the restrictions COVID was putting on our home. And then that kind of spiraled into being frustrated at not being able to do church the way I wanted to and to do my job the way I wanted to. And then basically I found myself kind of angry and frustrated with God because of my circumstances. So that's what was really going on inside my agitated heart. And then my mind, by God's grace, wandered back to Mark's sermon on Jesus and Jairus. And, you know, I loved how Mark painted this picture of Jairus running to plead with Jesus to come see his daughter because she's dying. She has this acute illness and time is of the essence. And so Jesus says, yes, I'll come. Now, what a relief that must have been. To Jairus, right? Okay, Jesus is coming. There is still a chance for my little girl. But then, as Mark pointed out, Jesus stops along the way to deal with this woman who has a chronic condition. She's been dealing with this thing for 12 years already. Can she not wait a few more hours to have her problem dealt with so that Jesus can attend to this emergency? And of course, Jairus is all frustrated and he's watching this kind of scene between this woman and Jesus unfold and he's checking his watch and he's stamping his foot, tapping his foot and he's thinking, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then finally, someone comes to Jairus with a message. Don't bother the rabbi anymore. Your daughter is dead. Now, how does Jairus not just get furious with Jesus at this point. And maybe he was on the inside, right? Maybe he's thinking, look, Jesus, if you would have just listened to me, if you had come when I asked you to, none of this would have happened. I wouldn't have lost my little girl, but no, 
No, you had to lollygag around with this woman and her problems. I don't understand you, Jesus. Like, I just don't get why you would do this to me. Why would you make me wait? Why would you move so slowly? I do not get it. And that is it right there. That was my problem. (laughs) I don't get God's timetable in all of this. I don't get what God's plan is. I don't know why he's delaying, why this pandemic just seems to drag on and on, why we can't just get back to normal life, why our kids can't get back into school, why it all has to be so hard. But this story is just what I needed. You know, it drives home to me the fact that God's grace virtually never operates on our time frame. It never operates on a schedule or schedule that we consider reasonable. It it almost never operates according to our timetable, our calendars, our agendas. What does Jesus say to Jairus? He's in the middle of this meltdown. Jairus is in the middle of this meltdown because he thinks his daughter is dead. And Jesus says to him, do not be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. See, on the one hand, Jesus is saying, look, I don't follow your timetable, Jairus. I don't follow your schedule, Paul. If you want me in your life, you're going to have to get used to operating on my schedule. You're going to have to continually feel like I'm slow in keeping my promises, or you're going to feel like I'm not recognizing the urgency of your problems. That's how it's going to feel. And man, that's totally how I felt on Sunday. But Here's the thing. That's not all he says. He also says, do not be afraid. Believe. Now, that is not pie-in-the-sky, Pollyanna kind of stuff. It's not a Pollyanna kind of command. It's not like Jesus is saying to Jairus, hey, man, buddy, chin up. It's going to be okay. Everything will be fine. Power of positive thinking, man. No, 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 no. Not at all. What did Jesus just do? Jesus healed a woman nobody else could heal without even trying. She just touched him and boom, she's healed. Jesus is saying to Jairus, believe in me because of who I am. Listen, when God delays, when God's timing isn't what we want, we need to remember who we're dealing with. It's God. And maybe you say, well, duh, I know that. Sure, you know that in your head. I did too. It's not like on Sunday I had forgotten that God was the sovereign God of the universe who reigns and rules over everything and upholds it by the word of his power. Of course not. But in that moment... And in these moments when we are frustrated and angry and anxious, we need to know, not just with our head, 
but we need to know it in our heart. That's what I needed on Sunday. I'm all frustrated by how long this pandemic is lasting and how it's messing up how things are going in my home and it's thwarting all these ministry plans that I have for the church. Basically, it's messing up my life. And I don't know how much longer this is going to last. And I'm thinking, there can't be any good reason for this delay, for this to go on like this. But come on. God, end it already. And you know, in all of that, I'm forgetting something. Jesus says to me, look, Paul, I don't know what else to tell you, man. You're going to have to trust me. If I am the one that I say I am, if I am the divine son of God, of course I'm going to see things you're not going to be able to see. And my timing is not going to be your timing. And if I am going to delay, you can bet your boots I've got a good reason for it. And if you can't see it, what does that have to do with it, frankly? Why should you be able to see everything I see? Why should you be able to know everything I know? Are you divine? Can you heal someone just by letting them touch the hem of your cloak? No. So, Paul, let's get some perspective here, my friend. Friends, Jesus is not saying to us, I will not be hurried, but I love you anyway. He's saying, I will not be hurried because I love you. I know what I'm doing. Now trust me, man. Oh, I need to hear that sometimes. I needed to hear that on Sunday when I was all out of sorts because things weren't happening the way I think they should. And you know, Mark pointed out in his sermon one more thing that I think deserves repeating in light of all this. When Jesus goes to this little girl, okay, listen, he's going to face the greatest enemy of humankind. This is a foe greater than COVID. This is a foe greater than too much screen time for your kids. This is a foe greater than a lost year of education or of sports or of parties or of graduations. This is a foe greater than anything we are facing during this trial. He's facing death. The most ruthless, unyielding, relentless, heartless, cruel enemy of all of us. And he shows his power when he takes hold of that little girl's hand and says, Child, arise. It's like he said, Hey, honey, time to get up. And Luke says that her spirit returned to her and she got up. Listen, friend, when you have Christ's hand, even death itself is nothing but a good night's sleep. Why am I getting irritated? Why am I getting frustrated? I have his hand. So relax, Paul. Don't be afraid. Just believe. It's good counsel for all of us, I think. 
Well, friends, that's it for this week's episode of the Clearer Thinking Podcast. I hope it's a blessing to you and an encouragement to you. And I look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care. Thank you.